From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour, and ladies and gentlemen, it is literally... Good Friday. And Passover begins at sundown. The 105th day of 2022, leaving 260 days left uh, in a year that I just find is flying by. um, Almost feels like warp speed. All right, we have a lot to share with you this hour. Open forum all of next hour. And we have two potential guests, one in the 8 o'clock hour, one in the 9 o'clock hour, that we will keep you apprised. The federal judge has ordered the New York subway shooter held without bail with a permanent order of detention entered yesterday. So, Frank James, I... Just believe I think he's going to wind up in a mental institution. Part of what's going on right now is he will be having or is already in the process of having a psychiatric evaluation. And I I just see him in a mental institution, not necessarily in a prison. But he fired approximately 33 rounds in cold blood. And you can only imagine. You just. We have nothing to draw from, most of us. In I mean, I can't imagine how few people have ever been in such a terrified state. You, you, you have nowhere to run. You have nowhere to hide. And this guy is just and, – and in a smoke-filled environment, so I'm sure your eyes are burning and you're choking on the smoke. And this guy is just firing off shots. He hit 10, and he killed none. But, oh, did he try. So that's all for Frank James uh, for this Good Friday. Here's a story that I do want to spend some time on. We covered it in real time when it was going on. You might remember last September when... Border Patrol agents on horses. They were accused of horrific things. I remember coming on and saying, I watched the video. They didn't do anything wrong. They weren't whipping anyone. The reins are what you do when you're riding a horse. You had this absolute, in my opinion, you still allowed to have an opinion in America? I don't know anymore. But in my opinion, Maxine Waters is an absolute racist. She comes right out and says that these Border Patrol agents are whipping blacks. That's Ernest Corsi stuff. That's just making stuff up when it is not even remotely there. They're on very uneven, even dangerous terrain. They've got illegals 
coming into the country, now called migrants. Why? If you notice, I don't say that. They're illegal. Their first act is breaking laws of the United States of America. That doesn't make them migrants. And all this language changing just somehow to make someone feel better. Uh Uh-uh. And I'm as compassionate as anybody you know. I have a big heart. But on this stuff, no, we've got to call it what it is. If we call it something else, then we won't treat it for what it is. And so it's not about uh, heightened language or acerbic language. It's about being accurate. Remember, undocumented, now migrants, and they change all the words, and the, the media goes along with these absolute, just flat-out conspiracies. They follow, Oh, we're following the AP style book. So they get to decide what, what words are permitted. No. Sorry. And I, I'm telling you, they want to make it a crime if you say illegal. This is how sick they are. So Maxine Waters didn't wait five seconds, and she said that they were whipping blacks. And you know what that's all about. Once again, that is just to get everybody all jazzed up. It never happened. It's just a lie. Just like hands up, don't shoot. Never happened. They just make stuff up. Joe Biden came out five minutes later, and he said that the border agents are going to pay. Who says that? Our incoherent president, that's who. Then do you remember that absolute, just in my estimation, non-comp Mayorkas? We are going, this is serious. We're going to get to the bottom of this, and we're not talking about anything that's going to go for a long period of time. This is going to be resolved within days. Well, let's see. Let's see. Hey, Siri, how many days has it been since September 19th 2021 it was 208 days ago okay so we now know a few days is 208 days ago now allegedly they're going to be cleared all of the horse mounted border patrol agents are going to be cleared we took their side from the beginning not not because of any political reason, but I took the time before I form an opinion on anything. Like sometimes people bring stuff up. If I don't know what they're talking about, I say, all right, well, I, I understand what you're saying. Let me just let me think about it. Let me look into this. And and I, I always try to do my homework. Measure twice, cut once. So I watch the videos very dispassionately looking is there anything the, the Mayorkas and and uh, Maxine Waters and and Biden? They're all talking about just wrong behavior here. And do you know they've been innocent from the beginning, and they're still on some kind of reassignment, not being treated well at all. And they're even leaving open. That after they clear them criminally, they still might get disciplined departmentally. And that's where we begin 
and continue to lose our country. You can't be innocent and get punished in the America that we used to know. I'm serious about this. In case you don't believe me or you see it differently, I know what I know. They have so radically altered this country over the past year and a half. It is downright scary. This is not too unlike, though, when Obama, the professor, was questioned by the police. And all he had to basically do was just show that he's him and that's his house and everything would be fine. But then Obama blamed the Boston police. I think he said something like for acting stupid. So you got somebody you don't know who it is, and it looks like the scene of a break-in. I don't remember all the circumstances of the professor, but he was basically, I guess he locked himself out. He was breaking into his own house or something akin to that. But it was easily cleared up. You, You usually thank officers for something like that. Officer, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, but I am me. Here's my identification. This is my home, and I really appreciate that you're here, but we don't, we don't have a problem at all. Everything is fine. Thank you. But instead, you jazz it all up, and then, of course, what Obama's basically saying is that the police officers are racist. If you want to know, and you know I'm good at this, I'm really good at picking demarcation lines. I had a conversation with a very famous person who you all know yesterday. And I said, you know, Obama started all this. And this is the third term of Obama, even worse than the first two. Remember, what saved us from Obama will save us from Biden. The very first chance that the American people got to course correct on Obama was the first midterm. And that is when the Democrats got their asses whooped. 60 some seats in the House. I I think it was like 10 Senate seats. It was absolutely a just demolishing of them. And that's what's going to save us from Obama and Biden 2.0. Because the American people, I promise you, I promise you that the Democrats have lost the House. And I'm feeling better and better and better about the Senate, but I'm not ready. It's too soon to call that. But that's what happens. Democrats win power by lying about what they're going to do. Enough of the American people get snookered. Then they win. Because the public has either grown tired of the Republicans for this, you know, moment in time. And but then they'll grow very, very tired of the Democrats again. And this pendulum, as I call it, this cyclical event, this this rite of passage. That repeats and repeats and repeats will happen again. More on this right after the break. But I want to I also want to continue on this. Horse mounted Border Patrol agents. Situation Because this is a case study in how horrifically bad our president, the Department of um, Homeland Security, how rotten, how rotten they are 
They couldn't wait five seconds. They immediately had to make it look like police officers were whipping African-Americans and minorities because that is their game. That's their agenda. And when it's not true, they lie. God forbid when anything does happen that they can build a tabernacle around because then they really go absolutely bananas. But they did on this. I remind you how much coverage there was about these horse-mounted Border Patrol agents. You couldn't go 10 feet without seeing the horses and them, like, moving the the the, um, the reins, which they called whips. They make a – it's like the Florida don't – you can't say gay law, even though that's not in there at all. And they just made it up. In case you don't believe me, and it's up to you whether you do or you don't, but I don't think I've been given 30, 31 years here because I come on each morning and lie to you. What I say, I back up. I told you at the beginning, only a crooked decision could railroad these Border Patrol agents. I watched those videos studiously. There was nothing that they did. And they're not whips, they're reins. And they were doing exactly as they are supposed to do to handle horses at a certain speed on uneven terrain. And Democrats, including the president of the United States, lied through their lying teeth. Hence, liars who lie about lying. I'm Hurley in the Morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Fox News Commentary. I'm Jimmy Fallon, and I'll give you some dog food. For thought. Next. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation, worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold IRA through Birch Gold, the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. Study claims that feeding your dog a vegan diet will help him live longer. Yeah, but he'll want to die sooner. The research took place at the University of Winchester in Great Britain, and I wish you would have stayed there because nobody wants a vegan dog. Hello, the movie's called Marley and Me, not Barley and Me. Now, the good news for dogs is that veterinarians are advising people to stick with meat-based diets for the time being because it's easier to maintain balanced nutrition that way. But the fact that the vegan views are being published means it's only a matter of time before they're pushing kale on canines. At which point your dog won't be begging for food under the table. He'll be begging for a change of address. Folks, dogs love eating meat. It's what they do. Sure, we could change it, but then we'd have to change their nicknames, too. Because if we stop feeding them beef, bacon, sausage, steak, turkey, and chicken, there's no way they'd consider themselves man's best friend. I'm Jimmy Fallon. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 26 minutes past the hour. Let me take a little detour because I ran long in the first segment anyhow. Uh, let me take a detour and take the couple of minutes we have before the bottom of the hour break. And then we'll come back strong. I do want to continue with this um, horrific treatment, though, of the horse-mounted Border Patrol agents. You think they're going to be fully vindicated? Do you think the media is going to enthusiastically exonerate them? 
I mean, remember, that's the problem with this kind of thing. People have such short memories, but it still, though engraved, emblazoned, whatever you want to call it, in your mind is all the negative coverage that they got. Whipping minorities, whipping African-Americans, every hideous thing you could say that never happened, they got accused of. And the exoneration will happen like a Joe Biden whisper at the podium. I did that. I wrote the bill. Pay them the money. Oh, God, when I hear him do that, I want to say, stop it. Stop doing that. It looks stupid. You watch the movie um, Back to the Future when Biff's grandfather, it's make like a tree and leave. Stop saying it the way you say it. You sound stupid. He would say, make like a tree and get out of here. His grandfather told him, it's make like a tree and leave. All right, anyhow, I come bearing, I mean, unless unless you don't like this news, I come bearing great news. 12 noon yesterday, much to my delight, because it used to come out in end of March, early April, usually by the middle of April at the latest, as early as the first year we made it, eight years ago, it came out on March 25th. And then it was early April, and then for a couple of years, early June, including last year. So this actually happened a few months earlier than last year. So we didn't even have to wait a full year. We only had to wait about 10 months. And Talkers Magazine yesterday at 12 noon released the 100 most important radio talk show hosts in America. And I accept this on our behalf because I could not be doing this for more than 30 years without you. And I am extremely mindful of that. I'm extremely grateful for that. So for me, this is a team award. But eight years ago, and I looked at this list for like 23 years. Every year, not thinking I would be on it, but you just look anyhow, maybe. And there there are 25 on a page. So you look at the first 25 and you know you're not going to be there. That's Rush Limbaugh and God rest his soul, Hannity and, you know, Mark Levin and Brian Kilmeade now uh, on the Mount Rushmore. So you just would look and then I'd get to the last page, which would be 76 to 100. And then you'd say, okay, maybe next year. But all of a sudden in 2015, and I'm serious, I couldn't, you you don't know, you can't apply for it. You don't know if you're going to be on it. And I will tell you, there's a national talk show host that we all know that was on it last year and is not on it this year. You never know. But in 2015, I did what I always do. I go through the list. And the last page, 76, 77, 78. Then I'm looking, 98, 99, and 100 
was like a mirage. I see my picture. I see my name. Our call letters, WPGG, even though I know you know us as WPG, and Atlantic City. And I, I had to look at it again. And I, I this is, I'll never forget it. I hope I never forget it, because if I forget it, something bad is going on. But I remember saying, no. I didn't say yes. I went, no. And I had to look at it again. And there it was. Number 100. We debuted at 100. Then the next year, 2016, I didn't start at 1 through 25. I started at 76 through 100. And I went 76. I didn't think I'd be, you know, early in the 70s, you know, hoping that I'm just in there. So I go through the the uh, 70s. I go through the 80s. I go through the 90s. I get to 100 and I'm not there. And so I said, well, you know, we got on it once. We're one and done. And but we made it. And I was still. I had gratitude and I was I was not unhappy. I, you know, I wanted to be on it, but it was OK because we got it once. And there's a lot, thousands and thousands of people and a hundred are happy and the rest are unhappy. I got a taste. So I went through one through 25 usual suspects. I went through 25 to 50 usual suspects for the most part. I went through 76 to no, 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 no. Um, 51 to 75 is the next page, the third page out of four. And I go through and I'm looking, I'm looking. All of a sudden, I get to number 70. And it's me. It's us. I didn't give any consideration that we would, because nobody had ever jumped 30 places before. So that was year two. We actually made it, and I didn't think we made it. I've got to get the uh, bottom of the hour break in, and then we'll uh, come back. I'll finish this story, and we'll get right back to where we were with the um, soon-to-be exonerated horse-mounted Border Patrol agents that were supposed to be exonerated in a few days. But what's 10 months when you can lie about good people? This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 32 minutes past the hour. It's early in the morning with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. I wrote this article this morning. New Two New Jersey legislators are reviewing the approved graphic sex education curriculum. Check it out. Two females at a New Jersey prison are pregnant by a transgender inmate. We have the story. And Atlanta County, Ernest Corsi, the commissioner, Marty Small, aide. 
From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman, and for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow, after getting into the 70s and 80s on the mainland yesterday, we will return to more seasonable temperatures for the foreseeable future. Starting with today, South Jersey will see a high of 67 with lots of sunshine. A really nice day. Just a few clouds tonight and 49, partly sunny tomorrow. Just a slight chance of a late-day shower up to 65, and then cool on Sunday, sunshine and 56. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you, Sean. 39 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. It's Good Friday. And Passover begins at sundown. Sunday is Easter. What a blessed Wonderful time of the year, and I hope that you and yours have a very special weekend. Let's, um, we need it, and there's a lot of bad stuff. You know, I posted something about this, um, sex education stuff. It is what it is. I mean, it says what it says, and somebody is just putting me through the ringer saying it's my BS. I'm quoting two legislators directly who say that it is. And all I would say is if you took those words that are in that curriculum, and you go sat down a six-year-old, you'd get locked up. You would be locked up. And you would be convicted and you would be a registered sex offender for the rest of your life. How are they allowed to teach this then? Disguise it as education. Don't get mad at me and call me a BSer. The words are in there. And the six and seven-year-olds, that's it's there. It doesn't have to be taught, but the point is it can be taught. So don't let them lie to you. The NJEA is putting out false statements and they're, they're trying to make it look like politicians and partisans are trying to say that something isn't what it is. Uh, go do what I did. Take the time to read it. It's in there. And it's very age inappropriate. And why would there be a need to introduce legislation to say this can't be taught to anyone below the grade of seven if it wasn't able to be done in first and second grade? Just stop it. Governor Murphy is reviewing the whole thing because there's been so much fallout about it. All right. So I was talking about once a year, Talkers Magazine drops uh, and they, they only tell you the day before. I learned yesterday, just because I read talkers.com, they don't send out any communication to anyone. Hey, it's coming out tomorrow. They just put it out there in their own publication. And the day before yesterday, it said it would be coming out tomorrow, which was yesterday at 12 noon. And it did, a little bit before 12 noon, if I remember correctly. And so, you, of course, you know, once you make it, you want to continue to make it. We, we made it in 2015. We made it in 2016. So we went from 100 to 70, from 70 to 60, from 60 to 57, from 57 to 51, from 51 to 47, from 47 to 37, and drum roll, please. And yesterday we learned that our trajectory, our trend continues. We made it, you and I, for the eighth consecutive year, and we have improved our position each year we are now on the list at number 35 
So from 100 to 70 to 60 to 57, 51, 47, 37, 35. Pretty cool uh, movement. What is that? We've improved 65 places in eight years. So thank you so much for making it possible. I think today would be a good day. It's Good Friday. And we have a completely corrupt, dishonest administration. So wouldn't today be the perfect day to clear the horse-mounted Border Patrol agents? Everybody's in a happy mood, I hope. We should be. It's Good Friday. Passover is at sunset. Easter is on Sunday. A lot of people are off today, and some are off on Easter Monday. It's pretty cool. You have Good Friday, you have Easter Sunday, and Easter Monday. And you'll see that. I know my daytimer says it. Let me just double check. It always did. Yeah, it still does. Easter Monday. But here's something. It has Easter Monday, but it has in parentheses C-A-N, which is Canada, U-K, which is United Kingdom, A-U-S-T, Australia, N-Z, which is New Zealand. It doesn't say anything about United States. It's Easter Monday in the United States, isn't it? I know it's not really celebrated or anything, but it looks like an act of omission there. So I'm going to make a prediction. Because you, it's hard because you're not a criminal. you got to think like a criminal to think about what they would do. And a perfect thing to do would be to exonerate. You said you were going to do it in a couple of days, give or take 10 months. And so it's the perfect time on Good Friday, exonerate the horse-mounted Border Patrol agents. And they should do it because... And they should do it in a, in a very unambiguous way. Not leave them hanging out there that there wasn't enough evidence to bring charges and leave it murky. Clear them. The, these were unfounded a- accusations from the beginning. Let me do a Joe Biden. Because they surely smeared them. So how about we clear them? Told that they whipped, whipped minorities when they were merely navigating with the reins. The movement of the horses. Amazing. And, you know, you can do anything if somebody isn't. Have you ever seen a photo? And you say, oh, my God, I can't believe what that looks like. But that's not what happened. So if you had one of the illegals, not migrants, one of the illegals in the camera shot, and then you had a mounted uh, Border Patrol agent that was moving the reins. And then they come out with the allegation that they were whipping. Who they call migrants. And Joe Biden, when the president of the United States, just like his pal Barack Obama, when they 
fan their lies with great market saturation penetration levels. And remember the outrage they tried to create? And then they did away. Think about this. For I don't know how long, like 100 plus years, these horse-mounted Border Patrol agents, there are areas where a vehicle doesn't work. They'll tip. It's just not it's not stable to do that. So they do the horse mounted uh, duty and they took that away. And again, it's in keeping with Joe Biden's let the border leak. The Democrats want these illegals in this country. They want the permanent Democrat majority. They have brought more than two million people into this country that should not be here. Open forum coming up in the next hour. I have more to share with you next in just a few minutes. Respectfully yours. This is and I am. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 53 minutes past the hour. It's early in the morning. I consider this mischief, and you're going to be seeing a lot more of it. Just just thicken up, you know, toughen your skin. Just get used to it. And you won't see the reverse happening. It's interesting how everybody knows that Joe Biden, what did, um, oh, I can't, oh, I, I don't remember now. I'm thinking Andy Cortman. Did he call him the corpse or something? I've called him a fossil. I mean, it, it just, everybody knows Biden can't run again. He's not even president now. How's he going to run again and, and, and win a second term? You don't get away with this a second time. This is a this is an this is a once not in a lifetime. This is a once in forever scam that was perpetrated upon the American people. But what you're going to hear, though, is, oh, hypothetical polls. Trump tops DeSantis by 18 points in a hypothetical 24 primary. They're going to be making it like the Republicans have all these problems. Why don't we start seeing polls about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? You don't see that, do you? Interesting, isn't it? Just one way. DeSantis is a good guy. Uh, He's had the opportunity to make a lot of decisions that have garnered him a great deal of attention. The Democrat media obsesses over DeSantis because they think that he if Trump doesn't run, that that he is the heir apparent, if you will. At this point, I would I would say that's correct. But I believe that Trump is going to run. And if Trump runs, it doesn't matter. The January 6th committee report, nothing can change the fact that no Republican can beat President Trump. He just has a decided institutional advantage. He was the president. He knows how to win the primary. He knows how to finish people off. You saw how he did it. He he destroyed. Jeb Bush had one of the best reputations you could ever have. Either party. Accomplished governor. Serious candidate for president. Initially the front runner for the Republican nomination. 
and Donald Trump tagged him with low energy jab with the exclamation point. If you remember the campaign, it was just jab with a and I think it was in red with an exclamation point. And Trump destroyed him. Knocked him right out of the race. And Jeb's never been the same. His reputation was spotless. It was stellar. So there is no one. Mike Pence, Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, who's a good friend, but he can't beat Trump, I promise you. None of them can. The only way Trump is not the Republican nominee for president in 2024 is if he doesn't run. And this is why they're so actively trying to charge him. They want they want to they they can't beat him, so they got to cheat him. That's the story. So I'm not surprised by this. They're running polls. What 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 sense does that make? You're paying for polls of people that aren't even running yet. But the people that are running things that are terrible, no polls about them. Why don't they have a poll that just start picking Democrats out? None of these are declared candidates. Pick Democrats. And they have a very, very poor, thin, weak uh, bench. But pick some Democrats. Go back in time. Bernie Sanders was about to become the Democratic nominee. The entire Democrat establishment got together and conspired and said, this is not going to happen. And Biden was also very, very fortunate that Congressman Clyburn really brought South Carolina out for Jersey Joe Biden. The pride of Delaware, Jersey's own. Hey, I wonder if Joe Biden likes Jersey corn. He seems to like Iowa corn. You know, a little birdie told me that that corn just fell from the sky onto Joe Biden's lapel. Not bird poop. Even though the bird was seen flying away, it was corn. I wonder if Joe likes Jersey corn. He must. It's the best. He must. So don't get sucked into the vortex of their propaganda of dividing Republicans. That's all they've got. They lose on every issue. So they're going to try to disqualify. And where they can't disqualify, they'll try to divide. That's their game. When we come back, it is your opportunity in Wide Open Forum to talk whatever you want to talk about. 609-407-1450. 8 o'clock hour, we're working on something. 9 o'clock hour, can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, identical DNA will be in the house for the fourth quarter. Don P. Hurley. It will be Hurley's in the morning. Coming up at 9. All right, your calls are next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. 609. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground. 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in and the And we did it again. It came out yesterday. Square Media in Northfield. It's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Six minutes past the hour. Two quick observations on this literally Good Friday and Passover begins at sundown tonight. President Biden spoke yesterday. And you would think in any normal free society, you would think when something like what I'm about to describe to you happens that it would be big news. I'm going to predict that most of you, and you're the most informed of the lot, I call you the 99.9 infinity crowd, and I don't think many of you know this. President Biden spoke yesterday. He finished speaking. He stepped back from the podium. He turned to his right. He put his hand out to shake the air. No one was there. There couldn't possibly be anybody there. But he put his hand out to shake air. I have reviewed the video. Then he started walking around in like a circle because he didn't know where to go. And we're pretending like nothing's wrong here. But yet Democrats are now leaking that they're concerned that Dianne Feinstein is not mentally fit to continue. So they're concerned about one of 48 But they're not concerned about one of one. And I'm just sick of it. I am sick of this country pretending that there's not something wrong here. And I told you it was going to get dangerous. And it's gotten really dangerous. Biden got Americans killed in Afghanistan. That never would have happened if he wasn't president. Putin watched that weakness. And then he got provocative and aggressive. And Biden has messed that all up. I always tell you, check check up on everything I say. Go look at the video for yourself. There's something not clicking and weird things are happening. He's done and, and somewhere in his feeble mind that's not and it's not his fault but it's it's a lot of people's fault that he's in the most important position in the world and he's not up for the job and you know it's true whether you're a republican or a democrat or an independent you know it's true and if you say it's not true you're a liar well, I might not just know. No, you're a liar. It's it's impossible after a year and a half plus a year of the campaign. It's impossible not to know it now. In fact, you're a dangerous citizen that shouldn't even be able to vote if you don't if you don't if you have not processed that there is something wrong here. You're a danger to the republic because it's readily apparent. No, 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 I don't want to see it. Close your eyes. Oh, I don't want to see it. Go look at the video of him shaking the air. And he goes up and down quite a few times. I mean, did he see? Was there a, I mean, we got to get into this stuff. What was he, was he really in his mind shaking someone's hand that we couldn't see? 
his imaginary friend? I'm not trying to be funny. I I am becoming terrified of who's going to die next because of this guy. 609-407-1450. But they're concerned about Diane Feinstein. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning. How are you, sir? Very well. Almost not raining, so that's one good thing. Yeah. It's Good Friday. That's another. Uh, Easter's on Sunday. That's yet another. A lot of things are good. I, I got to honestly say, I'm wondering, when does the Democratic Party look at itself and say, wait a minute, the man obviously needs help. We knew going in there was a little bit of a you know gap of, let's say, knowledge. But this isn't a gap of knowledge. This is a gap of being able to communicate and to balance things out. He's not doing it, and I feel sorry for him. I really do. Me too. Because I think, I think he's kind of like being used and abused in some way, shape, or form. He is. And the unfortunate scenario is they're selling this as the best thing that ever hit since peanut butter and jelly. Well, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I'm 74 years old. You better sell me a hell of a big brick if you're going to sell me this one. I don't know. I can't. I just feel as though we have to make sure that if and when Donald Trump gets in, how much damage is he going to have to clean up in the first 60 or 90 days? Oh, Tom. I mean, he's going to have it. But guess what, though? He's good at that. He's good at taking something that's in bad shape. He's a turnaround guy. He's an operations guy. Actually, uh, and now that he has the experience of having been president, the learning curve is over. I can promise you this. I talk to people all the time that are very close to the president. He's still got a team that's ready to go when it's time to restart this thing. It's going to get rebooted and it's going to happen. And he's paying very close attention. He knows exactly he would have with and his team. They are exceptional. Service-minded, talented. I know the hero went in there and he got a cell phone fixed. They have all the parts from from the oldest iPhones and Androids to the most current. And they can do amazing work restoring batteries and and fixing different mechanical items. There's, There's almost no limit. They fixed Andrea's lamp. They fixed a second guest listener uh their lamp i forget who that was forgive me and just they're they're terrific and yes they have batteries and bulbs and a whole lot more and at the point of sale mention my name and you'll receive a 10 percent discount on the spot on your purchase this is hurley in the morning on wpg talk radio 95.5 south jersey's number one talk station This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. At 31 minutes past the hour, this is Hurley in the Morning. And here are three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. New Jersey legislators, a bunch of them, but two in particular that I chronicle, they're reviewing approved graphic sex education curriculum. Check it out. I've got somebody calling me a liar today, but it is what it is, and it says what it says. Two females out of New Jersey prison that Governor Murphy wants to close are pregnant by a transgender inmate and Atlanta County uh, Commissioner Ernest Corsi. 
From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. The summer preview that we've had over the past couple of days has ended, and we'll be trading the 70s and 80s for more seasonable 50s and 60s through the weekend. Really nice today, lots of sunshine in 67. Fair tonight with a low of 49. Partly sunny tomorrow, just a slight chance of an afternoon shower, up to 65. And then cool on Sunday, sunshine in 56. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 38 minutes past the hour. This portion of Hurley in the Morning also brought to us by Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. And you'll hear them referred to a lot as just Ambient Comfort. They shorten it, but their full name, Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. And I'm so happy uh, at a communication I just received about five minutes ago. Tom Foley met with Ambient Comfort signed a yearly agreement for maintenance. They do a wonderful job. And right now, regardless of who installed your system, I would give them a call, 609-568-0955. That's 609-568-0955. You can also contact them uh, at ambientcomfortnj.com ambientcomfortnj.com regardless of who installed your system they if you're a new customer they will come out for 59 dollars. they will do a complete spring tune-up on your air conditioning system it is so worth it give them a call 609-568-0955 or ambientcomfortnj.com welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air mr hurley good morning good morning as a kid growing up, what's going on right now, back then it was called un-American activities. The threat was thrown at people committing it, supposedly were Americans, but they were trying to introduce foreigners into the country or foreign influences. Now, we're looking at people that are taking our Constitution line by line and wiping it away. It's scary, isn't it? COVID. Go ahead. It is frightening. COVID started it. I mean, it crystallized it in my mind. But when, but go back. They they because Democrats always it's in their DNA. They even say it. Rahm Emanuel and others. They always take advantage of a crisis. But Obama started a lot of this as well. Obama started dividing America by color, by age, by wealth. All a strategy. Divide and conquer. This Biden uh, debacle is is just absolutely it's disgusting. And the media is 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 also a great enemy of the people. And they went bananas when Trump called them that. But let me give you an example. A Facebook friend of mine, I'll just say his name is Joe, posted something beautiful. This is a publication. I'm aware of it. It's called Business Insider. You probably have heard about it as well. On um, August 5th of 2013, When billionaire Jeff Bezos purchased the Washington Post, here's what they wrote. Billionaire Jeff Bezos, Washington Post buy, marks a fascinating cultural transition in America. Ready? This is the same business insider. This is how sick these people are. They they just, they, they think we're stupid. Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter. 
So I just told you this is their own Twitter account. This is exactly how they um, perceive things. Billionaire Jeff Bezos, Washington Post by marks a fascinating cultural transition in America. That's uh, 8.59 p.m. on August 5th of 2013. Now let's go to uh, 12.22 p.m. yesterday, April 14th, 2022. Elon Musk's attempt to buy Twitter represents a chilling new threat. Billionaire trolls taking over social media. You understand? Get it? Yep. One's great news and the other is a threat to the republic. The basic difference in my mind between COVID and uh, Mr. Obama, one is done with subterfuge, Obama. COVID was reality staring at us. Well, what they did, what they did, though, you had Americans scared. They don't want to die. They, They saw people they know dying and it was very painful. And so they took the advantage of locking us up, creating all kinds of uh, rules and taking away civil liberties. And when you do that and you take away freedoms, they take more control. So they exploited the uh, pandemic for all it's worth. And they never wanted to let it go. Right. And the silence was deafening. No doubt. No well, it was. Hey, look, if you spoke out, you were a horrible monster. You were terrible. You were for people dying. I mean, they, they crushed you, canceled you. Uh, I've got to run to the break, but I thank you for the call and the great observations. I just want to repeat this one more time. A- August 5th, 2013, Business Insider, billionaire Jeff Bezos, Washington Post, by marks a fascinating cultural transition in America. Fast forward. April 14th, 2022, nine years later, Elon Musk's attempt to buy Twitter represents a chilling new threat. Billionaire trolls taking over social media. But that wasn't a billionaire troll taking over a large, I mean, the paper of record in Washington. You see the difference. If you're woke, broke, a joke, and on their side, You are wonderful. Anything you're involved with is great news. If you're buying a Democrat newspaper, it's cultural transitioning. It's fascinating. It's it's pro-America. But if you're Elon Musk and you want to buy Twitter, which has people like Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un with um, Twitter handles, but uh, President Donald J. Trump is banned, you're a threat. Because they realize if Elon Musk succeeds, and and believe me, I think I even used the term on yesterday's program, poison pill. It's a disgrace. He offered the shareholders of Twitter a 35% gain on the value of their company. 35%. And they found a way. They They haven't officially announced it, but they found a way. To knock it down because they can't allow they conspired that's why we have to win the next midterm election and we have to win the next presidential election because social media has to be crushed it has to be returned to freedom for everyone and not these democrats getting away with shutting you up shutting you down turning you off i heard caitlin jenner 
say that since she took the position at Fox News as a, a contractual Fox News contributor, she has been ghosted, shadow banned. Her her reach is not nearly what it was. They can, but but of course, when they liked Caitlyn Jenner, they let your stuff. And I can't prove it, but I know, I know that, and I've never broken any rules. I'm really very responsible, but I I know that they have ramped me down. I know it. And that's just, you know, that's unfortunate. It's just the way that it is. Early in the morning continues. Your calls continue. 609-407-1450. You'll be next right after the break. 609-407-1450. Early in the morning. On South Jersey's number one, all because of you, South Jersey's number one talk station. WPG Talk Radio, 95.5. Good Friday. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Groceries up 10%. Meat, poultry, fish, 13.8%. New cars, 12.8%. Rent, 5.1%. This is real stuff. This is how people get hurt. So these jackasses can sit up here all day and pontificate about how this is Putin's price hike, and you're just supposed to believe it. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Weekday afternoons at 1 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Uh, number 20 just checked in. You know, we're just a number. That's all we are. It's, you know, it's kind of like the President's Club 41, 43, 45, uh, 46. <laughs> I love it. I love it when Donald Trump was introduced. It was a fake introduction, it was on the golf course. The uh, at the tee, the forty fifth president of the United States and Donald Trump. I I love this video. Said forty fifth and forty seventh. It's just it's Donald Trump, fast, witty, pithy. Anyhow, I just heard from number twenty. That would be Dom Giordano, and he was congratulating us. Ooh, look at this! Ooh, boy, oh boy. Um, Dateline Atlantic City. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you what. With everything that's going on right now in Atlantic City, I could I could do an entire program for the rest of my career on just Atlantic City. And it's really such a dichotomy because the casinos are performing magnificently. Never more effective, efficient. The bricks and mortar is down because obviously the digital is up, uh, but they're just really on top of their game. Hard goods, soft goods, the the food and beverage experience, entertainment policy, the e-gaming, all of it, sports betting, all of it. They're doing great. Meet AC, some of the most incredibly talented, professional people, both in service and sales, that you will ever come across world class and then of course you have jackasses at the local purpose and the school purpose tax level and it's shame it's really a shame but anyhow number 20 checked in uh that's dom giordano he he moved from 22 to 20 your boy moved from 37 to 35 so yesterday was a very good day very good day.
and uh, having a great time here with you on the program. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. We're in open forum. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Well, congratulations, number 35. Thank you. That's a nice number. I like, I like, I like that. It's, I was very happy with it. I like the sound of it. Yeah. I like the sound of it. 3545s. I think you two have a little bit in common. Um, can we talk about three things real quick? Because I know I got a little bit of uh, time here. You got time. Okay. Elon Musk. I didn't know that he was the largest defense contractor also. Well, the only reason I know that is because his space program counts as defense. So he and you know the amount of money that is invested there. So, yeah, it stands to reason. And he's doing other things that don't get talked about a lot. Um, and I uh, I want to talk about the Elon Musk, Trump Social, um, my tinfoil hat group that I listen to um, says that maybe Trump Social may end up buying Twitter. Would that be a riot? They won't allow it. They'll, po- they'll poison pill that, too. They won't allow it. But could you imagine, Harry? Could- I'd like to see Elon Musk get it because then it's another player. If you're just consolidating, I'd like to see Elon Musk get it. And then Trump is going to be running for president uh, very, very soon, right after the midterm elections. And so that takes on, you know, a whole... Um, What's what's the term uh, that I usually refer to President Trump? You know, we'll be at the, the speed of life. I mean, it it just will be incredible. The two years is going to go by so quickly because Trump is going to give the American people hope again. There are a lot of people right now, Craig. I mean, Joe Biden has put people into depression. You, you've got people really hurting right now. I don't I don't have to tell you you're a businessman uh, and you study you know, what these decisions mean to our economy and to our culture. Joe Biden is leading a period that is even beyond what Jimmy Carter did. This is this is horrific what he's been doing. Thank you for saying that, Harry, because I do study the economy a lot and how it affects us in, in a big way. And Northfield, I want you to listen to that. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say one thing. Um, voting boosts. 18 trillion cell phone signals. You gave me a little acknowledgement there. And I'd like to just say one thing. Those, when we, when you, we discussed that, we talked about that they hit several cities where they bought those 18 trillion cell phone signals. What they found was the same individuals, after they went to the voting booth, went to allegedly, notice I use that word. I learned that from this station. Here, Thank you. That word. Um, By the and, way, it's a very good thing to, for everybody listening, when something is not self-evident, when it is not yet proven, even if we believe it, and if, if all evidence, all signs point to it, it's it's. It, I think because I hang around a lot of attorneys, smart ones like Paul D'Amato, John Zarek, uh, I think it's just responsible to say that. So I'm, I'm proud of you for saying that. Thank you. But do you know where they went after they went to that? to make those drops at the voting box? Where? To the DNC, allegedly, to get their check. Well, I mean... Well, let's uh, look, let's, we- let's put it this way. 
Some people will do something because they only want the result. There are amazing you, – you, anybody out there that's ever run a campaign, you, you found people that you never knew that shocked you and did so much. Then people you knew really well disappointed you and didn't help you as much. I mean these are the things that happen in political campaigns. Uh, there are people that will do something for no compensation. But when you're talking about stuff like ballot harvesting and all these things that went on, they're all getting paid. And they're getting paid well. And they're getting paid by ballot. Can I close out with one thing? You better. Okay. Uh, I would just like to say thank you, everybody that called in. And, Harry, thank you. And and also on Saturday morning on the same radio station, uh, the John DeMassey show, which also, uh, you know, it's a it's a, it's a a love fest of us people. We came on to talk about what they're doing in our schools and people. We won because you know what the governor's backing down. Yeah, and by the well, way, I'm I'm being called a liar right now on social media uh, by one person. I don't care uh, because I know I'm telling the truth on this topic. If it wasn't what it, it says, what it says. So I, I'm I'm being accused of spreading BS. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, what what am I spreading? I, I If you go to my article, Craig, and I, I'm going to send you a link. I won't even make you go search for it. I'm quoting two members of the New Jersey legislature who are quoting directly from the, the language. How's it BS? So they're doing this stuff. Then if you dare fight back and tell the truth, they call you names. This is what they do. So uh, I'm happy to hear that you all have that esprit de corps on john's program and craig uh good friday and uh happy easter thank you okay see you my friend thank you and your wife yep. margie thank, thank you. you all the best ladies and gentlemen when we come back our guest for the entire eight o'clock hour and it's going to give us an opportunity to cover a lot of ground dateline atlantic city next with tom foley WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. And Don. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks so much for waking up early in the morning. It's Good Friday. Passover begins at sundown. And then, of course, let's everyone please have a blessed Easter Sunday. Uh, and what I always like to do is I like to make it count. We don't waste a broadcast minute. And I want to I thank a longtime friend of mine for joining me this hour uh, number one, he's a good friend, and I enjoy any time that we spend together, whether, whether it's at my golf tournament, which I should say our golf tournament, our charity dinner, on air, when we can do a call here and there. And he's been a guest on the program uh, many, many times. Uh, I think he's even guest hosted the program with a team of guest hosts with Don and Kirk and Chuck Malamut and folks like that uh, a number of years ago. But I asked Tom Foley if he would come on this morning because I believe, and I'm, I'm doing my part and, and taking some heat for it, but look, I took heat when Bob Levy was a joke, and I, I didn't care. I, I know what I know. When, when I see something and it's right, I say it. When I see something and it is wrong and it's indefensible, I say it, and I write it. And we have been on 
uh, this administration and on the Board of Education because there are just things going on that they're they're not defendable. And and I'm tired of seeing what looks like now uh, a, a local employment agency that's happening. The, the friends and family plan, who you are and, and you get taken care of. And we chronicled uh, in the past 48 hours another six-figure position, a position that was eliminated because the state determined it was not necessary. It's a position that Don Guardian, Mayor Don Guardian, now Assemblyman, Don Guardian has spoken about, and that was Marty Small's old position as some kind of recreation coordinator. That was deemed not necessary. And now guess what? It's back. It's six figures. It's step 14. And how do you do with more to follow? So the man that wanted to fix it, fix it with Foley, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk to somebody that was an assemblyman, that was a director at the city of Atlantic City level, uh, Mercy Management Director, Battalion Fire Chief, you know, at all, freeholder, councilman. I thought it'd be a good opportunity to just take the temperature of Tom Foley, how he thinks things are going right now in Atlantic City. Tom, we're going to spend the whole hour together, so let's get into it. Um, give us an opening comment on your observations right now of the, the state of the city, because I, I say it's a tale of two cities. I say that the the people that have invested, the people like um, Anthony Catanoso with Steel Pier, uh, your casino owners and, and operators, uh, Meet AC selling Atlantic City for conventions and meetings like crazy. There are a lot of really good things going on. But unfortunately, the local government, both at the school purpose level and the local purpose tax level, Tom, I think is very, very much broken. Your thoughts? Well, I couldn't agree with you more, Harry. I mean, when you take a look at what's happening with our city, uh, I'm very surprised that the state of New Jersey is letting them get away with this. And I'm glad that Senator Palestina has stepped forward and he's going to do something about it because, uh, you know, we got to keep an eye on, on the expenses of this town. I mean, it's, it's just running amok. And now with all these hirings and uh, it just amazes me. And yet the town is filthy. The streets are still a mess. This stupid plan, in my opinion, of this one lane on Atlantic Avenue, which is a disgrace. I, I just can't believe this is happening to our city and that no one's paying attention to it. You know, it's just it, it's beyond belief to me. And, uh, and I can see it uh, with the casinos and everything else. Harry, you're exactly right. I mean, they've done a wonderful job. You know, I'm, I'm glad that we had the, the Internet gaming going on, which, in my opinion, has saved the cities and the casinos. And and that's that's what it's all about. It's about uh, doing business in the city. But uh, the government, I, I just believe it's out of control. Uh, unbelievable. What do you think of Senator Vince Palestina's uh, legislation? I thought it was already well in hand because they give tens of millions of dollars to the Board of Education and Transitional Aid. They have a monitor right now. But now they fake like, oh, no, we, we can't do anything about what they did to Stockton. We don't have control. So that means to me that they're paying a lot of money. They don't have the proper control like they do at the local level. But let's be honest, I don't think they're doing a very good job overseeing even at the local level. Something is amiss here or and you have a lot of experience uh, in, in politics. Is this a um, an okey doke and they're just all in this together 
and there really isn't any oversight because it seems like they're getting away with everything that they want to do. Well, I got to tell you, Harry, this is what amazes me. I, I, as I said before, the, the state being in here for so long, I, I remember when I started out as the OEM director, I wasn't allowed to buy a paperclip unless I had approvals from the state monitor. I mean, and, and then when I ran communications, we weren't allowed to hire any any uh, dispatchers unless I had the approval of everybody. It was it was just amazing. Here's another observation, Tom, and you're a good Democrat, and I'm not patronizing you. I always say there are good Democrats. So when I speak about Democrats and it's negative, it's bad Democrats I'm speaking about. I don't speak ill of good Democrats. I spoke very well of Van Drew as a Democrat, you as a Democrat, Langford as a Democrat, McGreevy as a Democrat. I could go on and on. Florio is a Democrat. So I, I've, I've got a long 30 plus tra- year track record of supporting good Democrats. And I always say when they criticize me, oh, he's just a Republican. Tell me the first Republican that they have supported. I just named off the top of my head five or six Democrats. And I've got a list longer than that. I used to think, well, of course, he before Corsi became the jackass that he is now. Uh, but what's going on right now is I remember when Christie had the state takeover. Oh, it was they were bad mouthing him and everything. But now that it's a Democrat, they have nothing to say about it. And I, I would say this, see if you agree or disagree with this comment, Tom. The Murphy takeover is even, I think more than what Christie was doing. There is no doubt about it, Harry. And the thing about Murphy, he was running for office uh, for, well, five years ago when he was running for the first time. And what he said was, oh, immediately when I get in there, I'm going to make sure Atlantic City is is back on board and fiscally sound and all this nonsense. And, and also have their sovereignty back and not under state control because they actually ran criticizing the takeover of Atlantic City. And, of course, we know they didn't double double down. They didn't triple down. They more than quadrupled down on the state takeover. And here's another lifeline I'm going to give them, though. I think they actually took a look and said, wow, this is really this is really bad. We can't let it go right now. Can you imagine what it would be like without <laughs> without any type of any type of oversight? It would be Deadwood. I mean, forget about it. I mean, I, I'm probably going to call this person out by name in the near future. But there's a real jackass out there that's driving an SUV that has a police emergency card in the windshield that's not public safety at all that has no as a civilian has no business having that parks at the walk and anywhere else that they want to park and i know you're listening so you know i'm on to you and you can lie and call me a liar but i've got the pictures i've got the pictures so tom there is a lot going on right now a whole lot yeah it is amazing you know the, the thing is that it, it can you imagine if there was no oversight? You know, as you recall, Marty Marty was opposed to us going back to civil service with the police and fire and all the employees of the city. He was opposed to that. You know why? Can you imagine what he was going to do as as far as without any oversight? After the break, Tom, you explain without the rule of three, without civil service protection, we know exactly why someone like Marty Small is adverse to civil service protection. And Tom will explain it uh, as a good union man that he is when we come back with Tom Foley. It's 16 minutes past the hour.
Don Hurley joining us in the nine o'clock hour. We're going to turn off all the heat. The nine o'clock hour is going to be very, very different than the uh, first three hours of this program. We'll be back with Tom Foley. Don't go away. This is Hurley in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. It's Good Friday, literally Good Friday on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you, and we know it. Thank you for that. We're visiting with Tom Foley, uh, who brings with him decades, many, many decades of experience at the governmental level. And and what we're going to be talking about now, Tom, has a lot of experience as a former president of the uh, Atlantic City Professional Firefighters Union. So he knows collective bargaining. He knows administrations that were fair to negotiate with. He's known administrations that are completely adverse, uh, hostile towards uh, the collective bargaining units. He's seen it all. And the reason it's so self-evident, Tom, the reason that the very small mayor of Atlantic City would be opposed to civil service, the rule of three, true collective bargaining, fairness, test taking, because anything that would be merit based, he wouldn't have control of. And, that, and that's the problem, Harry. That's been the problem all along. First of all, I just want to say happy Easter to everyone out there. Let's, let's do the good stuff first. But the other stuff Thank is you, just that he just wants total control over over the employment and the promotions within the city. And that's a disgrace. I mean, look what they're doing to uh, Jimmy Sarkos. I mean, that, what it's been, he's the officer in charge for now, what, almost four years? And even worse, it's still acting. He's not even the officer in charge. He's the acting officer in charge. <laughs> I mean, you know this and I know this. We just had an example and it was a well-read piece that we did for the app, for the website, WPGTalkRadio.com, uh, about when the good order of a paramilitary organization, whether it be police or fire. Uh, that's why there's a circumstance with um, what's happening with the deputy chief in Absecon, the fire chief, uh, because you have it's out of order. You need a chief. It's a very large police department, and it's even larger in scope. I think you'll agree with that. When you're dealing with casinos, you're not just dealing with a population of 40,000 people or whatever it is at the moment. You're dealing with the police and fire impact, in his case, the police impact of a city that has over 20 million visitors a year. Uh, I mean, tiny little towns. Ventnor has a chief. And Lanxie has an acting officer in charge for years. So I made my feelings known to Governor Murphy. I am both disappointed and shocked that they have not appointed, that they have not promoted him yet to chief. It's, it's disgraceful. Yeah, and it has to, it has to happen. I mean, I, I'm just, I can't believe this is going on here. Of course, I couldn't believe what they did to the, to the police officers, firefighters, and all the employees for the last, uh, what, eight years now. It's been the, when I got out of emergency management, unfortunately, I saw the handwriting on the wall. Yeah. That, that they were going to tear us apart. Tom, remind our listeners, how many years does it take to get to top pay? From what I understand right now, it's over 23 years. You're at the end of your career. 
That's ins- exactly. That's insane. You you can make captain, you can make battalion chief, you can make deputy chief, and still not be as top pay as a firefighter. And remember this, and I know you do, Tom. It used to be three years, and you were a top pay. Three years. Then it went up, and then it was before you know it. It was seven. Then I think they had like ten steps. Then it was like twelve. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, and and that's a job. There's no guarantee you're going to get to year twenty three. Exactly. And here's the other thing, Harry. We were the first department in the state of New Jersey to have the apprenticeship program, and that apprenticeship program made sure that before the guys moved up in rank. They had to know what they were doing. They had to be proficient in every aspect of the fire service. In other words, you had to be a tillerman. You had to be uh, a ladderman. You had to be an engine man. You had to know the apparatus. You had to know the pump. And you were tested every year on it. And we were the first ones to do it. And you know what? The guys were very, very good. I mean, my brothers and sisters on the fire department have really moved up in their training aspects. I can remember we didn't even have high-rise ropes when I joined the fire department. We had one radio per company. So you had high-rises but no high-rise ropes. Exactly. Myself and Donnie Heider were the first two guys that bought our own equipment for high-rise evacuations. And now the entire department is trained in that. And I thank uh, Chief Evans for what he's done. I mean, the training aspect of this job is just... Tremendous. Deal. Let me let me Tom, let me ask you a uh, this is like a painful question and it's a horrible question, but I think it's 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 a very real question. And I do understand there are fabulous fire suppression systems and there's a lot of technology that um, that works in the favor of not having uh, horrific uh, high rise type fires. But do you think it's rather extraordinary and almost on borrowed time that there has not been a massive fire uh, at one of the high rises at one of the casinos. I don't even want to. I almost don't even want to say it. Oh, what did you say it for? It's like when you say something and then then it happens. Uh, but what do you think about that comment? Well, here's the thing, Harry. Our fire prevention division, when it was run by guys like Joe Gawker and Chief Schumacher and Jimmy Foley, they did a great job as far as is making sure that the buildings were built properly. And uh, I'll tell you what, we probably have one of the safest high-rise buildings in the entire country right here in Atlantic City. The problem now is that you have the state running the uh, building departments and uh, instead of the local fire department having control over that. That has, to, that has to end, but people don't know it out there. And the other thing is they're cutting down on companies. I mean, Engine 4, which is the California and Atlantic, has... It's got a nice ladder truck in there, but no water. There's no there's no fire pump there. The closest pump right now is the Indiana and Baltic. And the other one that goes on the response is right here across the street from me at Annapolis and Atlantic. So you can imagine how long it takes. And, and you've yeah. got uh, Tom, follow up to this. It's I think it's a very important question. That's the only reason I'm interrupting. I say the city has done a terrible job in staying on top of ordering the apparatus and the equipment that the fire department needs. And it gets to the point now where it's an absolute emergency. And we know that Atlantic City was borrowing uh, equipment from Ventnor. I mean, really embarrassing stuff where that was never the case. Atlantic City was always the one that would be, you know, offering mutual aid or loaning equipment or or such. I, I 
believe they have done a terrible job keeping up with ordering the proper vehicles, the proper equipment. Uh, your comment to my observation, am I right or am I wrong? Well, Harry, you're talking to the guy that posted the, the Ventnor fire uh, rig here in Atlantic City, and they took the rig out of here because they were afraid and put it at Indiana and Grant just because they knew that that neighborhood was not going to have a Ventnor fire truck in, in, a, in a fire station. There was no way. The people down in, in Indiana Avenue would have been going crazy over it. But unfortunately, they did that because they were running out of apparatus. And thank God that the you know, the, the CRDA stepped up and, and starts funding. And now I know that uh, Chief Evans is is getting the apparatus that we need in the city. And, and by the way, so that I'm so happy you just mentioned Chief Evans. None of my comments are at all a negative slight. Uh, Chief Evans, I know that he has put in for equipment and apparatus. If you don't get it, that's not the fire chief's fault. That's for sure. And here's the other thing, Howard. You can have all the apparatus you want, but unless you have the manpower, we had 326 firefighters before casino gaming. Now we're down to less than 180. I mean, think about that, folks. And then we had 500 police officers. Now you're less than 300. And that's a major problem that we have. And that's why you have all these creatures running around town uh, begging for money uh, selling drugs and and now we're going to have marijuana all over the place on the 21st and the boardwalk smells like a skunk i mean now can you imagine what it's going to be like after the 21st i mean well it's good tom hold right there we got to take the hard break it's the bottom of the hour i i, I want to give you an opportunity to talk further about that it's look we know we know what it's going to do it's going to further erode it's going to create um, what we've seen in other states, and that is a lack of productivity and all kinds of things. Tom, continue on that thought when we come back, because it is true. As of April 21st, uh, it's happening. Recreational marijuana is here, and some people like the idea. I, I know that I've heard uh, Marty Small uh, on social media and elsewhere. Uh, he's ecstatic about it. He wanted Atlantic City to be like its own weed capital or something. And coming from him, you know, that no one should be surprised. Uh, but that's a mess. And everywhere that this has been done, it doesn't generate the revenue that they said it would. And it creates a lot of societal problems. We'll talk about that more with Tom Foley coming up right after this. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley from WPG Talk Radio 95.5 with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. New Jersey legislators, I quote two of them at length, reviewing the current approved graphic sex education, and they are not happy about it. Check that out. Two females at a New Jersey prison that Governor Murphy already wants to close are pregnant by a transgender inmate. And an update on the um, amazing Ernest. 
From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman, and for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. After getting into the 70s and 80s on the mainland yesterday, we will return to more seasonable temperatures for the foreseeable future. Starting with today, South Jersey will see a high of 67 with lots of sunshine. A really nice day. Just a few clouds tonight and 49, partly sunny tomorrow. Just a slight chance of a late-day shower up to 65, and then cool on Sunday, sunshine and 56. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. With Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. 34 minutes past the hour, visiting this hour with Tom Foley, former member of the New Jersey legislature, former director in multiple positions within Atlantic City, including Atlantic City Battalion Chief, and a lot of other ETs, and says he's the former this, former that. A lot of, lot of different titles, a lot of important positions of increasing responsibility. Would have been a, would have been a great mayor, too. Uh, and uh, Atlantic City took a different path and, unfortunately, really paying a price for it. Fortunately, the good actors are inundating the bad actors at the moment, but it's still it's a bad trend. And I think sometimes people have a false sense of winning an election because of party registration versus believing that they see something in the mirror that nobody else sees. And I'll tell you, Tom, before we go back to uh, recreational marijuana, because I do want to go to that, there's a lot of buyer's remorse in Atlantic City over small because this guy pulled the wool over people while he was on a short leash. Uh, he pretended to be inclusive and uh, and and civilized and, and all these things. And the second he got that four year term, uh, it, it's it's like uh, a monster movie. <laughs> he not only Harry, I got to tell you, not only that, did you see the article the other day that he's going to give uh, three hundred thousand, which to uh, different charities? You mean to tell me that he's going to make a, over a million dollars at this? A inauguration ball that he's going to have? I mean, what the heck is going on here? If that doesn't send a red light up to people, you know, it's nice of him to give that money to, to the football teams and the various uh, recreational activities, but one half of it's 300000 I mean, he's going to raise at least $600,000. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's out of control. But, uh, you know, he's got the, he's got a solid voting block of over 3,000 that you, you know, you just. But a town of 40,000 people, it's like, it's a pittance. But they're the, uh, I guess you would call them the unsilent, you know, uh, group that, that it's enough to carry the day, uh, in the partisan form of government. It, it's, uh, I admitted quite a while ago, to get Jim Whalen out of there, I supported something that ultimately I don't think has turned out very well. This partisan form of government in Atlantic City, Tom, is the worst there's ever been. There's there's no doubt about it, Harry. Think, think if we had five commissioners elected at large, you'd have to run in the whole city. Not somebody gets a couple hundred votes and has disproportionate power to reality. But if you had five commissioners and they were the executive and the legislative branch, you wouldn't have Corsi, chief of staff or whatever jackass title he's been given uh, and, and all these things going on, cabinet, all these large, you know, um, positions. I mean, you wouldn't have any of this and you would have more cops and more firemen. I really believe that. 
I, I, there's no doubt in my mind, I, the biggest mistake we ever made when Casino Gaming passed was to go to this mayor council form of government. We should have stayed with the commission. You know, an old friend of ours, Joe Paluo, was exactly right, and everybody uh, tried to get him as a gadfly. But let me tell you something, that gadfly was exactly right what's going on in this town. You had five commissioners that were to each other, and they ran their own departments. I mean, uh, it was it was uh, it was tough going back then. But uh, it, as well, you know what it did. You you couldn't blame council. Can blame the mayor. Mayor can blame an obstructive council. And we've seen that very rarely has there been uh, a collegial, you know, positive, supportive relationship. Right now, uh, George Tibbet is very loyal to, to Marty. Uh, it is a period where the, the council is basically, I think, ineffective because really whatever Marty wants to do, it's it, they, they, they're afraid not to do it. Uh, I'm told if you don't do every single thing that Marty Small wants, he doesn't talk to you. Have you ever heard that, Tom? He won't talk to you. <laughs> oh, boo-hoo! Oh, what a shame. He's hard to understand. I mean, who wants to talk to him? Uh, not me. Uh, I'll tell you the truth, Harry. But, you know, George is a huge disappointment. I mean, look what he did to Johnny Devlin. I mean, uh, that was a disgrace. And unfortunately, it's going to cost the taxpayers of Atlantic City uh, <laughs> who knows what right now. He, I know he's uh, suing for $10 million, but who knows where he's going to end up with this kind of nonsense. And all and- they had to do was they don't like him. They don't want him on the school board. He won again. They don't want him on that board. They should have just waited. I don't know if he had like another year, year and a few months of his term. And then you appoint whoever you want. But they're such dictators. They went and short-circuited somebody's lawful term. And and Fred Bohr is going to take a piece of the taxpayer's ass as well, Tom, the attorney. That's coming. There's There's no doubt about it. And here's the other thing. You may hear... Very soon, someone else taking a piece of it, too, you know, because uh, there were some real bad lies about me that uh, Mr. Small did during the campaign. And uh, let me tell you something, it's going to be happening real, real soon. But here's the other thing, Harry, you know, you you talk about uh, George, you know, everybody, they all got jobs. I mean, George's wife gets a job and they all get jobs and and they're using this city as a as a political patronage type of nonsense, and it's got... Well, in my article yesterday, let's get the break in. We'll come back right after the break with Tom Foley. I called it their own... uh, It's basically Marty and Laquetta Small's own employment agency. They're hiring whoever they want for whatever they want, placing them on whatever step uh, on the salary guide that they want. I don't know how... I don't know how the state is going to approve, but they already have, it appears, the hiring of a position that the state eliminated. Marty's old position that that wasn't necessary then. And now it's a hundred and some thousand plus fringe benefits and uh, it's putting the person on step 14 and there was a longevity or something paid on top of that. Uh, and then they have to fill that person's old position with another person so it just they, they've got you coming and going right now taxpayers in atlantic city and i don't even know if you know what's hitting you at the moment with tom foley i am early in the morning this is wpg talk radio 95.5 sean hannity you say it
WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me today at 3, but now back to Hurley in the Morning, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, Sean. South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of these fabulous listeners. Thank you so much. Tom Foley is our guest this hour. Don Hurley joining us right after the break. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to finish the conversation that we ran out of time. Uh, Don's going to share a little bit more about Bobby Rydell. And then we're going to just have a really fun hour. Uh, And this has also been. Tom, uh, let me ask you your take on what effect do you believe recreational marijuana is going to have in Atlantic City? Well, Harry, when, how many times have we heard game changer in our lifetime here in Atlantic City? I mean, I think yeah. it's every single time. Yeah. And, and, yeah, it's going to be a game changer, all right. You can't even walk up on the boardwalk right now. After the 21st, I mean, who knows what it's going to be like in this town. To me, I voted against it. I don't mind the medical marijuana. That's fine. And I don't mind dropping the criminal charges. But... This recreational nonsense is nonsense. I mean, you had uh, one of uh, Marty's uh, protégés, Mr. Cash, he's cashing in on this whole thing. He's in charge of it. This is the guy that's on video talking about dirty money and uh, bragging about how he gets a check now and all this kind of nonsense. And all that was out there. And unfortunately, the people just just go for this type of nonsense. And, And I see this city really going downhill and we only have we only have a couple of years before new york and everybody else starts to take over and i i can see that we're going to have a major problem unless we get our act together and really clean up this town and that's the it's only 48 blocks for crying out loud take four blocks at a time and clean the place put some trees down beautify it pave the streets i mean it's, it's but tom as you know they have a different priority their priority is making money. I mean, look how much money the two smalls make. I mean, it's obscene what's going on. This is all. This is a money grab right now. This is how many of their friends and family can they hire? This is not about Atlantic City being clean or well run or this is a great day in the city of Atlantic City. I mean, give me a break. Thank God the independent, talented business people and the other supportive staff that are skilled – and focused and competent at their jobs are keeping Atlantic City afloat because the local government is just terrible. Uh, You've got a uh, declining enrollment at the schools. You you have a declination in terms of what people think of the city of Atlantic City from a, a management standpoint of the local government. It is a critical tipping point. I think you know this, Tom. We wrote a definitive piece a week or two ago urging what you're just talking about, urging everyone involved to really step up their game regarding Atlantic City, because we saw what happened when Pennsylvania approved gaming and we lost somewhere in the neighborhood of high 70, 80 percent of the convenience gambler. New York having casino gaming, if Atlantic City does not get its act together at the governmental level, because the casinos are doing great, they're doing their part. Uh, they're managing very, very well. But if the city doesn't get its act together and create a perception of that it is safe and that it is clean, we're in trouble. And there will be a depression in this area, Tom. 
Well, Harry, you can walk along the boardwalk down, and, and that's supposed to be the top block in the city, and it's a mess. It, you know, there's people sleeping up there. I, I I even walked up to one guy who was trying to open the store, and this guy, these two guys are laying in front, and this is like 10 o'clock in the morning. Two guys are laying in front of his store, and I finally went over and kicked the guy in, in the leg, and I said, yo, pal, are you dead? Uh, you know, just... And they, they reeked of booze. They reeked of urine. I mean, it's just amazing. And to me, what the heck are we doing in this town? And now now on top of that, there'll be recreational marijuana, which means I've studied the, the issue. Washington State, for example, I wrote about at length. Uh, the loss of productivity is going to be unbelievable. The dropout rate in schools will be will be uh, apparent and measurable. Uh, there's not a good thing about it. How about the insurance rates of this town? You know, they're going to skyrocket. And when you talk about your, your auto insurance, your theft insurance, your homeowners insurance, all those type of things, I'm telling you, I, I really don't think we got a very bright future with this stuff going on unless we really take a hard look at enforcing the law and making sure that these people are just aren't, you know, blowing smoke in everybody's faces and, and they do it. Now they're just doing it on their own. And and when they legalize it on the 21st, forget about it. I, I could see this being unbelievable and a, and a bad, bad thing for the city of Atlantic City. You know, your revenue is going to mean zero when you start to go with the cost. And you're exactly right. The productivity of people is going to be just absolutely flying the other way. And then you, and then you also have the fact that, you, you know, you're going to have people breaking in houses and doing unsafe things. And unless we get a, a grip on the on the, we need police officers on the streets. And we need laws enforced, and we need this nonsense, this homeless nonsense to stop. And by the way, instead of hiring all these friends and family people, hire cops and firemen. Yeah. That would be nice, you know, just to get the public safety going. And plus, public works. I mean, how about increasing the public works department, having those guys, uh, you know, get out there and clean up the town? They want let, to let me it. ask you a question, because I, I've always heard good things about the director of public works. And I remember... On a regular basis, having Mayor Don Guardian on, and Don Guardian used to go out with the crews. I don't, I don't even know if Marty's awake uh, when Don Guardian used to be up and already out and about and and doing all these tours. We're in the final forty-five seconds. What's the reason that the city was recognized as clean when Don Guardian was mayor and filthy, not just dirty, filthy dirty under Marty Small? And that's not a cheap shot. I that that is a correct assessment. You know what? Because the mayor guardian, he was right on his game. He was out there with the crews. He made sure that things were being done. And plus, the, the crews weren't as devastated as they are right now. They they have lost a tremendous amount of guys out there from the public works department, men and women. And uh, to me, it's a disgrace. And yeah, if, if the town isn't clean. Not much matters after that because your reputation is going to be just completely earned at that point. Tom, great hour. Good to visit with you, my friend. Harry, thanks for the time. And listen, I'd like to get together with you next week on this COLA thing. Okay, we will.
WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Don. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It is six minutes past the hour on literally Good Friday. And tonight, Passover begins at sundown. And, of course, Sunday is Easter Sunday. So let's make it a great weekend. And we're going to have a lot of fun this hour. We're going to turn it down. This is going to be one of those... um, what do we call them when we turn the heat down completely? No politics, no hot talk, uh, just a mental health break this hour. And I'm looking forward to it immensely. We ran out of time last week. It was a very brief call. It was just a small window that we had. But I wanted to get Don's reaction to the passing of Bobby Rydell. I'm of the opinion that a lot of people don't realize how big, how huge Bobby Rydell was. I brought up Rydell High from Greece. Uh, A lot of people just accept that that's Rydell High and you don't realize why it's Rydell High. That, I think, is very, very cool. And um, I watched a video, I believe before the interview with Don, but certainly after, if not before. And it was Bobby Rydell with about four other named acts that were appearing with Dick Clark on American Bandstand. And the audience, when he announced Bobby Rydell, it was at a new level. I mean, like like how the girls went crazy for Donny Osmond and David Cassidy. That kind of just incredible fandom. Uh, so who better to talk to than somebody that has produced music shows, hosted music shows, classic rock memories, steel pier radio show i i think i have it correct why am i why is the most recent one a little bit sketchy for me musical memories is that the name of the of the most Uh, musical memories harry good morning so i got all three right ladies and gentlemen identical dna who stole my nutrients for nine months but i still love them (laughs) don p hurley may have stolen mine but that's debatable (laughs) <laughs> Isn't it funny? I've only made that a one-way street. It's so true. I may have gotten a few from you, and calorically, it's probably it's probably true. Uh, so let's go back to Bobby Rydell. I did a little um, intro there uh, about how huge he was. As someone can be famous, but still, people might not realize just how huge they were. Oh, Harry, he, you know, Bobby Rydell was so huge. In fact, that people forget, you know, he hit very big in 1959 with Kissing Time. It's just a great song. It's still great today every time you hear it on the radio or anywhere else. But Bobby Rydell was so big. He was the first teen idol of the 1960s. For real. I mean, worldwide, he was a craze everywhere. And you said it, Harry, when he appeared on that Dick Clark show. And look at that lineup of all-stars. Uh, they went crazy for Bobby Rydell. He was just... You know, so beloved. And, you know, no question underrated, Harry, as great yeah. as he was. That's what I, that's uh, what I'm saying. I, I feel that you mentioned also. And I like you to to talk about it a bit that had he wanted to. He could have been a movie star, too. 
Yeah, well, certainly. We had talked about that last week. If Bobby Rydell had chosen to stay in Hollywood when he did Bye Bye Birdie in 1963 with Anne Margaret and Dick Van Dyke, he'd have been the biggest star of all of them. He, he, he had so much talent, and you, you would know it as soon as you met him. He was special, and I think he could have done anything he wanted. He could have been – he was a world-class drummer. People forget that, you know because he didn't get behind the drums that much anymore because he was he was such a great singer. You know, it's kind of like Karen Carpenter. They couldn't keep her behind the drums because she sang so great. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Now, here's another part of Bobby Rydell that I believe is just undeniable. It's the truth self-evident. I think you would be hard-pressed to find a famous person that was more accessible, gave of his time, and just kind to his fans. Oh, yeah. You know what it was about Bobby Rydell? Every, and Harry, I saw, we saw uh, myself and, and Glenn Lilly when we produced uh, Bobby's show in, in Vineland at that Great Landis Theater, which Bobby fell in love with. And, and the thing that saddens me, I'm digressing for a minute, Glenn and I have been talking for months about bringing him back. We wanted, and, you know, he was going to come back to the region with the, uh, the Golden Boys of Bandstand, but we wanted to bring him back again for an encore at the Landis Theater, which... If you... And we know, and it was it was horrific that the local newspaper was still putting Bobby Rydell with two appearances coming up this summer after they knew he had passed. I mean, it's just disgraceful to, to, to run those ads that Bobby Rydell was playing in June. I mean, it, it, it really irritated me. Very, very unprofessional. But in 2022... If you booked Bobby Rydell right now at the Landis Theater, is that an automatic sellout? Sellout. Absolutely. We, Glenn and I, we sold them out in two days. Um, and that was 10 years ago, almost exactly as we speak. But that's why I'm asking, though. I mean, I, I, I don't want to be crass, but 10 years ago was 2012. You're saying in 2022, Bobby Rydell would still... Yeah, I think you called him in our last mini interview that we did a week ago or so. You called him money, I think it was. Yeah, I, I, I think still, without question, his audience isn't gone and his, his sound is timeless. I mean, he, he was so great. I mean, he had that – he was a swinger, you know, he was a pop singer. He had it all going, Harry, and, and so uh, gifted as a performer. You know, when you met Bobby Rydell, he made you feel like the star every single time he met someone. So he was a big star – but he made people feel incredible, didn't he? Yeah, very special. He made people feel like they were the, you know, the the hit. They were the star. And you know, what he, you know, what he reminds you of Harry. And I'll never forget because um, I, you know, we, we, you and I, we've interviewed hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of entertainers, singers. But I only had two people ever say this, and they almost said exactly the same line. One was Johnny Maestro, of course, uh, one of the greatest singers of all time as well. You should be. You By should the be way, the tell me he's not underrated. He is underrated, and 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 in a number of ways, Johnny Maestro, uh, the first interracial group, the uh, Crest, Johnny Maestro, uh, they broke all kinds of grounds uh, in music, racially, you know, socially, ethnically, and every, every other way. Uh, and just for his voice alone, he should be in the Hall of Fame, Johnny Maestro. But to get back to it. I interviewed Bobby, uh, God, it was, I guess, I, more than 15 years ago. We were doing the Steel Pier show with Ed Hurst. And I, I said, Bobby, I said, everywhere you go, people, they go crazy. I mean, as soon as you start to sing, I mean, even when you walk on stage, I mean, you get a standing ovation. 
And he says, you know, he says, I, I've really come to terms with all this. He said, you know, when people applaud me, they're applauding their memories. They're not so much applauding me, but I'm connected to wow. their memories. And what a, is that, what, what a beautiful way. What an unselfish comment. Taking yeah, no and, credit and at all it. for I mean, his own talent and, and his rapport with the audience that that is the that is the the testimony the hallmark of a true pro that knows oh, yeah. to give it back you take you you don't take the credit you give it back to your audience that's what he did with that now what did uh, Johnny oh, Maestro yeah. do that was akin to that well and, and you know I we interviewed him and Harry this was I, I'll tell you this was so sad because we were you know we were booked Ed, Ed Hurst and I we, we were booked to interview him at um, the uh, the Hilton, when it, well, it was, I guess, the Atlantic Club at that time. It changed so many times. But the uh, the old Gold Nugget, your original place, Harry. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and we hadn't talked to Johnny in about six months. So he comes out and just, you knew right away something was wrong. Now, his voice was, it was amazing, Harry. But, but I knew right away something physically was wrong. You know, the suit didn't fit him. And uh, I said, Ed, I said, something's wrong. This, you know, and I just, you know, you just get hit with something right in your face. And so we're scheduled to do this interview. And I said, Ed, I think we're going to have to pull the plug on this interview. Well, Johnny Maestro insisted on doing it. He was scheduled to do it, and he did it. And just an extraordinary guy, Harry. And he only performed one other time. He was he was dying of cancer, and I, I didn't know it. We didn't, when, we, when you see somebody that is physically looking different, usually the voice becomes thin. He Even when he was declining, he still sounded great. He sounded great. It's yeah. unusual. The voice—it was kind of like Elvis, kind of like Elvis Harry. You know, the voice never left him. I mean, his his physical health was deteriorating, but with, with Johnny Maestro, I mean, that beautiful voice that he had—it uh, never left Harry. And, and he only performed one other time. The, the next night, he performed for Tom Cantone, who was then at the Foxwoods in Connecticut at that time before he had gone to Mohegan Sun. So that was uh, so one, once again, Tom Cantone, so relevant. That was the last performance that. Johnny Maestro, you mentioned the crest, but also of famous Brooklyn Bridge fame. That was his last performance ever with Tom? Yeah. Wow. With Tom Cantone at the Foxwoods in Connecticut. Yeah. So, and it was the very next night. And because uh, I said, I said, Ed, we may have just seen the last show of Johnny Maestro because what happened, we did the interview backstage and, um, you know, because we had a whole hour planned with him and uh, we went up, we cut it. We cut the interview because, you know, Johnny would never have stopped, but we just, you know, we knew he was he was really uh, tired, and uh, so it wound up being a very special hour. We'll have to broadcast it again one day, but it was a very special hour with Johnny Maestro, and uh, he said the same thing, Harry, that that Bobby Rydell had said some years earlier, because you know we were just talking about you know the the uh, you know the fame of it all, the music, and you know the, all the ad- adulation, and he said no, he says that's really not that. He says when when they applaud me, he said they're applauding themselves and their connection with me and i never forgot that i love it you know I love it. how beautiful a person could say that and i've only heard that twice harry in all these years and it was it was bobby rydell and johnny maestro two of the greatest singers of all time and then it, it shows the kind of men that they were because they both said it and they both lived their lives that way we're at 18 minutes past the hour a brief time out we'll be back in just a little bit i want to talk about when we come back if you have more on this the time is yours But at some point, I also, if it's after the bottom of the hour break, I want to talk about Jason Sheff. As Don P. Hurley knows, even ahead, and it's 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 more just that I like him 
then probably if somebody argued with me that Peter Cetera is better than Jason Sheff, better falsetto, I guess I would concede the point. But I prefer Jason Sheff. Margie and I actually very long ago, and we know that Jason Sheff was front man, if you will, lead singer and, and bass player, immediately following Peter Cetera. And he was with Chicago, the band, for more than 30 years. He's my favorite. And a lot of the great songs of um, Chicago, I, I have to give credit to the David Foster, Peter Cetera ballad era because it is my favorite. Uh, but Jason Sheff also, as, as Dom will share with us, he wrote some songs and performed all the songs that um, Peter Cetera did. He's my favorite. There's been Peter Cetera, Jason Sheff, um, Coffee, and I'm forgetting his first name, but Dom will know it. And I saw his first, actually, I saw his guest fill-in appearance. And one day later, I should say it was Monday, I think, either a day later or two days later, Jeff Coffey. Jeff was um, named officially a member of the band, and now the, the lead singer is Neil Donnell. I really, really like Jason Sheff, and Jason Sheff is doing really good work right now, and he's coming to the area. I want to talk about it, and I have not been to a concert since Chicago, the band, and that would be pre-pandemic. I have not been to a concert, and I love concerts. And we bought tickets. And Don will remember all the other names. I don't remember all the other names. I would have bought the tickets that we bought, Margie and I, if it was just Jason Sheff, an evening with Jason Sheff. I would, I, I think I'd prefer that. But this tour that they're on, and Don's been, he's been to this um, performance of this tour. And they're coming back to Ocean City in June. I forget the date. Don will know it. Uh, I want to talk about that when we come back. 20 minutes past the hour. It's Hurley's in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Mark Levin. So Joe Biden wants Trump prosecuted. Joe Biden says Fox is one of the most destructive forces in the U.S. Joe Biden says Rupert Murdoch is the most dangerous man in the world. So Joe Biden wants his political opponents, ideological opponents, people who don't agree with him. He wants them silenced and or thrown in jail because Joe Biden has a pea brain. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is Hurley in the Morning. Ah, Harry Hurley. That is a great name. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and WPGTalkRadio.com. Why, thank you, First Light host Michael Toscano. That's very nice of you to notice. And ladies and gentlemen, brother, identical twin brother, Don P. Hurley. Don, the time is yours. Well, good morning. Hey, you know, Harry, we were talking about these... Um these great shows come into the region this summer and it's so so great to see entertainment again i've been you know i rolled the dice a little bit you know when it was you know a little more uh i did a little more scary but you know i i just i love live entertainment harry and i love 
seeing, you know, people perform and audiences have a great time. There's just something about the live performance. It just, and I love listening to radio and, and to, uh, you know, uh, stereo and all that, but there's nothing like the energy of a live performance. And this is going to be a great year for entertainment area. I hope people take a look at the, the music pier in ocean city with, um, but Bob Rose, who is a great showman, this guy, Bob Rose, for 40 years has been bringing great entertainment all over the region. And in particular for these last 10 or 15 years to the Ocean City Music here. But this summer he has knocked it out. And you and I were talking about this great show with Jason Chef that's coming. And listen to this band. This is I saw them uh at uh, Hard Rock about, I guess about a month ago, right before COVID had struck again, unfortunately, and it, it, it halted the tour for about a month or so, but they're back out there. But it's, it's 50 years ago, a tribute to the Beatles. And this is part two of the, uh, the series. The first part had, uh, this is the entire band back, with the exception of Mickey Dolenz, who's touring his own monkey show right now, and also touring with Felix Cavalier of the Rascals. So that's a great show that you want to catch in this region. But uh, so Mickey is off this show and they've inserted Denny Lane from the Moody Blues, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, and Paul McCartney in the Wings, of course. Yeah. So it's going to be Jason Chef, Denny Lane, uh, Christopher Cross, who's playing as, as good as ever, singing and playing as great as ever. Uh who am I missing? Joey Mullen from Badfinger, the last, the sole surviving member of the great group Badfinger, who were so great that people thought after the Beatles had broken up, they thought Badfinger was the Beatles in disguise. Yeah. That's a fact, Harry. Yes. They're so great. And so Joey is a good friend of mine. He's the last, he's the sole survivor of Badfinger. And hold on, there's a fifth. And I, um, who did I forget? Uh, Denny Lane, Jason Sheff. Joey Mullen, Christopher Cross. I'm forgetting somebody really great. Oh, Todd Rundgren. Wow. Hello, it's me. That's that's your all-star band. That's truly, Harry. That's like a Ringo Starr's all-star band. Wow. That's how great these guys are. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's 50 years, the Beatles, but do they also do some of their own songs within the concert as well? Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. In fact, if people are interested, go to... uh, I think it's Ticketmaster. Maybe you can call the Ocean City Music Pier directly, but there's very few seats left for this. It's Monday, June 20th. And uh, what they'll do, Harry, they'll do, they're, they're, they're paying tribute to the album's Revolver and uh, oh, Stand By. There's two albums they're, they're, they're highlighting. Uh, and they will also each play several of their greatest hits. It is a, it's a tour de force. It's a well, tour- you, know, you know this means something to me because I don't go out on, on school nights. Uh, and I'm going out. That's the day after our birthday. It's a work night, and I'm going to this, and I am really looking forward to it. It probably will be. I don't envision. I know what I'm going to be doing. We're getting. I'm already working gangbusters on the golf tournament, and right after that, we'll begin the preparation for the uh, the dinner at Resorts Casino. So I, I won't be going. I don't. I can't see myself going to any show prior to that, and that will be my first concert since Chicago the band several years ago and let me get your um your take on this right we have a couple minutes before the break because we have the it would be the bottom of the hour break but we have the six minutes uh, at the top of the hour before Brian Kilmeade so we usually go a few more minutes uh past 30 um and then go to the break so we have time to, to delve into this my reading that I've been doing and I watch a lot of them Jason Chef. The videos that he records on social media 
I think he's really upped his game in terms of communicating with his fans. He's been really a very effective communicator. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed listening to him and break down things and the collaborations that he's doing. Really neat. He did this piece, as you know, where he did back background for someone. These are just great stars, great performers that have no ego. Because, you know, there are some lead singers that it would be like, I'm not going to do any background. What are you talking about? I'm not doing that. So he's got no ego about that. He just loves the work. Here's my observation. And you're an expert at this. And I'm just a fan. But no slouch, though. But a fan. The entertainers are jonesing to be back out in front of live audiences because they feed off of that. That's been their careers of of entertaining people. And when you put music up digitally, you don't get that. I mean, they get endorphins flying in their body because the, the, the audience feeds off of the star. The star feeds off of the, the performer, feeds off the audience. So my expectation is get out to see these live performances early after this pandemic because people are – they are ecstatic about being able to perform in front of live audiences. Is that a fair comment? Oh, there's no doubt, Harry. In fact, I was just talking – again, my buddy Glenn Lilly the other day, we were talking about it. Uh, right after right after uh, the pandemic had settled down, this was last year, and we kind of thought, you know, the vaccine was holding. And it was the first time that I saw people feel safe. And it was – it just turned out it was at the Music Pier once again with Bob Rose and his group with BRE and all the people, the good folks that bring shows to Ocean City. But Don McLean did his – Return to performing in Ocean City last summer. American Pie was exactly 50 years old. It was huge. They were, in fact, they were filming a movie. A, a production company came in to film a movie, which you'll see later this year, right from Ocean City. But I got to interview Don McLean after the show. He was so excited. And I've seen him many times through the years. He's always great, still great. But he was so excited to be performing again because, like you said, Harry, there's there's nothing like the live performance, the energy that comes from it. They're they're performers, they're showmen, Harry. They can't, you yep. know, you don't get that in a recording no. studio. You, you, you just know. can't. Let's get the break in. We're going to be right back. One of my favorite concerts, my favorite concert ever, was Paul McCartney at Boardwalk Hall. That was my favorite concert ever. One of my favorite concerts was when I was a Trump Castle executive, and I remember we took a limo from Trump Castle to Trump Taj, and it was awesome, and it was Chicago and Moody Blues. The audience preferred Moody Blues. I preferred Chicago, of course. That was one of my favorite concerts. And I'll tell you another one, and this was during the Tom Cantone era when we were both executives for President Trump. The room was called the King's Court Showroom, Don McLean and his guitar. And that was it. And we were right up close. And he was still in 1991-ish. I would say that was maybe 90. Either 89, 90 or 91. So I'll put it in the middle. Probably around 1990. I could look it up because these dates are available to pull. Uh, it was one of the greatest concerts I've ever seen. American Pie. I mean, his voice was perfect. Amazing. So... It is important when when you have the opportunity because then all of a sudden you don't go and then the person dies and you're like, oh, man, I didn't get to, I would have got to see them one more time. And, you know, there's I hate to say it, but a lot of these greats are leaving us. And I know you know this all too well because you've interviewed him and you've been to his concert many times. 
All Tony Bennett has to do is do a 360 spin around and the, the, the audience goes bananas. So if you get the opportunity to see these greats, Bob Progner told me yesterday, I think he is 86 now. Bob just saw Johnny Mathis in his first performance since the pandemic. These these are the legends that seemingly by the day are leaving us. Don, take that uh, thread over when we come back. With Don Hurley, I am. Hurley in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is Hurley in the morning. It is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we have Brother Don P. Hurley. Uh, Guest listener Jimmy, I loved what you wrote. He wrote, great to hear Don P. You guys are killing it. Uh, So, Don, I mentioned how important it is because we're losing, seemingly by the day, so many of the greats. I mean, for example, and I have to be honest, Don, it was sad. I watched a YouTube clip and I really couldn't take it because he was so great. Um, Help me out. Uh, Genesis, drummer, singer, uh, Tarzan. Yeah, Phil Collins. I just couldn't think of his name for a second. This, this, this last iteration of him in the chair and kind of spinning in the chair and his voice sounding terrible, uh, that makes me sad. But they performed for the last time. So there will be people that say, I saw Genesis. I saw Phil Collins last time they ever performed. Uh, I just remember Phil Collins when, I mean, he was, do you remember the one video where he played every instrument, did every vocal, both the lead and the background, and it, he just killed it. Unbelievable. Oh, he's phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, just amazing. But I don't, I don't want to sully my comment right before the break with something like that. That, that was um, almost a, um, like, a, I, I, I didn't want to be disrespectful to Phil Collins because I just, I love his body of work. When you have the opportunity to see these greats, what I'm saying is for you to comment on is make sure you do it. Oh, yeah. You got to go because you just like you said, Harry, you never know when, you know, the last performance will be. And sometimes they're shockers, Harry. You know, I saw um, when Dan Fogelberg was here, uh, no one knew how sick he was. He was very sick. No one knew it because his performance was such a high level. You know, and that's kind of what, you know, what people do, Harry. And no matter what. You know, here we're talking about entertainers, but no matter what your vocation is, people do what they do, Harry. They're performers. They want to sing. And, you know, let's face it, none of us, you know, is younger than we were yesterday. And so they get treated much more harshly because you've got these memories of them younger and with their voices. You want them to sound like the studio recording of their best performance. Yeah. And that's that's asking a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is because you know. Imagine you know when you're having a bad day, and you got you got to talk for four hours. People have no idea. You know, speaking of you, the energy uh, it takes to four hours of talk radio five days a week is is extraordinary. Just that alone, not including the preparation. But hey, Harry, before we go any further, let me congratulate you on being once again one of the top 100 broadcasters in America. Extraordinary, Harry, uh, for our region that we have a star right here. Very hard to be a star in your own hometown. That's kind of an old. That's my old Kenny, Kenny Jeremiah, my my old friend. His his. Uh, what wasn't his exact line? You're never a hero in your own hometown. 
Yeah, but you could be, but it's tough. Yeah. And because, uh, you know, we, we get used to everybody. We, we, you know, don't mean to, but we, I guess we take each other for granted. Well, Jim, all- Jim Fraser's father had an expression that you had to go. I forget exactly how many miles. I don't think it was quite 60. It might have been 45. But his father had an expression. You have to go 30, 45, 60 miles away and then you can find an expert. <laughs> it's true. I mean, That's it's great. just it's just the way that it is. A lot of people in their own market get more respect in, say, Philadelphia or New York, where they're very well known and not as much respect in their own market. And there can be a lot of reasons for that. You could have the local media. It's parochial and jealous and doesn't give uh, a local star any coverage or things like that. So there's a lot of reasons for it. But it's unfortunate, though. Uh, but that is an expression that the, the great um, Leo Fraser had about you have to go 30 or 45 miles away. Jim would know if he was right here uh, to, to, to be an expert, which is ridiculous. But it is true, though. Uh, but I underscore, I mean, for example, if I have, I love Johnny Mathis. Margie's mom, I believe Johnny Mathis was Margie's mom's favorite performer. Um of course, the movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Sybil Shepard and Ryan O'Neill and the title song to the movie, Chances Are. Uh, who is that incredible female that does the duet with Johnny Mathis? I'm putting uh, your... Denise Williams? Not Denise Williams, but he, oh, he did great uh, songs with Denise Williams. No, I'm thinking of the, the person that did the song the last time... I fell in love or something like that. Uh, I'll look it up. She is amazing. And the two of them harmonize beautifully together. And she is a phenomenal talent. Johnny Mathis, if you if you have the opportunity, Johnny Mathis at 86, you should go see him. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, Harry. He's phenomenal. I saw him right before the pandemic struck. So I guess he was about 84 then, you know, thereabout. And I talked with him after the show. Uh, and not only that, just so youthful. I mean, his voice is still high level, still great. Uh, and it's hard to believe. I mean, and, uh, you know, well, time goes so fast. We were just laughing the other day, Harry, you and I. You know, when you think of the 1970s and we think like that's 30 years ago. No, it's 50 years ago. You know, it, it, it's just crazy how fast time is going. But, yeah, Johnny Mathis, don't miss a chance because there, there's a – true legend in music and still performing at a high level. I think Bob would tell you that, Harry. And by the way, the song. So, the song I'm thinking of, I morphed two movies because Johnny Mathis is in the movie, uh, chances are, with Sybil Shepard, Robert Downey Jr., Ryan O'Neill. But I'm thinking of the movie, and I just watched it uh, last week or the week before, uh, same time next year. And the movie, the song is The Last Time I Felt Like This, Johnny Mathis and Jane Oliver. Oh wow, Jane Oliver. That was a crazy. That was a crazy movie too. Alan Alda. That yes, was a crazy movie. Oh yeah, it was Alan Burstyn. Uh, they're basically two people. The whole movie. Margie and I went to. I think it was called the Surflight Theater, and we saw Eve Plum. For those who don't know the name Eve Plum, Jan Brady, and I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he was awesome. And it was just the two of them. They did same time next year at the Surflight Theater in an intimate, small crowd. And then afterwards, they met everybody. They were elegant and engaging and kind. And it was absolutely wonderful. Uh, that was a lot of fun. 
I I have to tell you, Don, you know, there's certain voices uh, that are very pleasant in my ear. Paul McCartney's voice is very pleasant in my ear. Karen Carpenter, very pleasant to me. Uh, Jason Chef, I love his voice. You know, everybody hears a little differently. And that's why we all have our own individual taste where somebody says, oh, I love this performer. He's, ah, I don't like it so much because whatever is the connection between what is emoted and what you hear is different. It's not you don't sound the same to yourself as you do if you listen to a recording of yourself, because speaking out and listening to what you think is your voice doesn't sound like everybody says, oh, my God, that's what I sound like. I can't believe that. Uh I've gotten used to that over training, but there are certain voices that are just so pleasant in my ear. Johnny Mathis is another. Uh, Jane Oliver, I mean spectacular. Do you agree, Don? Oh, yeah. Oh, she's magic. I mean, she's so great. Yeah. So good. You know, it is, Harry, the harmonics. It's how it rings in your ear. You know, everybody is different. Even you and I, you know, we're twins, you know, same same genetics and everything, but it, the harmonics ring differently. Everyone will recognize someone's good, but it sounds different to everybody in some way. It's just the way it works. Final break. We're going to come right back. Don P. Hurley continues on Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 on Good Friday. And Passover begins at sundown and Easter is on Sunday. Let's make it. Let's make it a great weekend. Uh, Yankees are off to a four and three start. I've been watching them as much as I can. Now they have a series with Baltimore that um, hopefully will go well. And uh, I've been enjoying the early part of the baseball season. I think that inspired me to write the article that I did about Mike Trout. Hey, maybe we'll shift gears when we come back. Uh, Don Hurley has met Mike Trout. I have not. Jay Hurley has met Mike Trout uh, at dinner. They were at the same restaurant. And uh, I want to meet him someday. But I wrote I've now written two articles about Mike Trout in the past two years. And if you want to check out the one we just wrote, I come to the conclusion that Mike Trout is this era's Mickey Mantle. And if you look at the nine years, not last year because there were injuries, but the nine years before that, his numbers are absolutely incredible. And like Mantle... He can field like Mantle. He can run like Mantle. He can hit for power like Mantle. He can hit for average. Uh, He drives runs in. I was just watching his game on digital. I couldn't see him, but I, I flipped through some scores and I saw at the plate was Mike Trout. And I'm watching this graphic and I see the ball go off his bat, not for real, digitally, and go ploop over the center field fence. And he hit a home run, his second of the season. So I think the early season and Trout coming back from the calf injury inspired me to write the piece. I hope you'll take a look at it because it's just some thoughts I have about him. I have met Mickey Mantle. I spent a lot of time with Mickey Mantle. And I want to thank Local 54. They let me uh, take Mickey Mantle to his room. And that was... Because Mickey Mantle was my childhood idol. But I also do say that Mike Trout is this era's Mickey Mantle without the bad behavior. Now, Mickey Mantle wasn't he wasn't robbing banks or anything like that. But you look at this Trout, and the only regret I have 
is that he has played his whole career on the West Coast. We would all know so much more. I've made it my business to follow him. I follow him in the box score every day. And his numbers and his accomplishments, if he doesn't play another inning, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer in the bag. Three MVPs. How about four second place finishes? How about nine years and seven of them, he either won the MVP or he was second. And in another one, he was fifth. And in a strike-shortened season or an injury-shortened season, I think he was fifth as well when he played 141 games. All right, back with Don. I want you, I want you to talk Mike Trout when we come back with Don Hurley. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could cause unintended damage in America, triggering devastating inflation. As gas prices skyrocket, prices for everything could surge even higher, making the current 40-year record inflation look mild. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon. I urge you to take immediate action to protect your savings by opening a physical gold IRA with my friends at Birch Gold. I'm Birch Gold customer myself, and they have my highest recommendation. Just text the word PROTECT to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on how to get started. In my opinion, gold IRAs are one of the best ways to protect your savings, no matter what happens in America or around the world and the best company to work with is birch gold so text the word protect to nine eight nine eight nine eight to get everything you need to know about protecting your savings with gold from the world's playground this is hurley in the morning on wpg talk radio 95.5 thank you with brother don p hurley it is 58 minutes past the hour brian kilmeade about eight minutes away brian kilmeade turned out as he did last year, number four on the Talkers Magazine list of the top 100 most important talk radio hosts in America. And he was very excited about it. I'll tell you, Brian is just a great guy, and he appreciates people. He's on uh, The Five yesterday, and it was one last thing. And he made his one last thing the Talkers Magazine list of the top 100 most important radio talk show hosts in america when i asked him to be our guest of honor and keynote speaker he didn't hesitate uh i put a check in his hand and he looked at it and he said harry no way and he put it back in my hand i gave it to him again he said no way he goes give it to a charity give it to to somebody that you know needs i'm not taking it i mean he's just a just a great guy he really is and i'm honored that we um hand over the microphone each day to brian don uh you met him briefly uh brother jay posed for a picture with him uh you're slightly older two minutes slightly more attractive identical twin brother is the only hurley brother to have never met mike trout but i gotta tell you there aren't many people that i like care about meeting i want to meet mike trout i want to meet this guy and i want you to explain how I could possibly say in the digital age where there's more media than ever before that Mike Trout can go to a store in Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey and not be recognized. And we have proof of that because Don can testify to this. He recognized him 
and called no attention to him. How is this even possible that this generation's Mickey Mantle could go to Egg Harbor Township store and not be recognized? And Mickey Mantle couldn't go anywhere in America and not be recognized. Yeah, that's a good point, Harry. And this was the crazy thing. This was it was last summer. It was the day of the All-Star game. I'll never forget this. And um, it's a really hot day, too. It was really hot. And so Mike Trout was injured. He was not going to be playing in that All-Star game, if you recall. Yeah. So um, I'm in this. I'm just going to, you know, I got to keep some of it out of it for now. But uh, I'm in this local establishment and I look over right next to me. There are two lines that you can check out in and I look over and it's Mike Trout. Now, no one has recognized him except me. So I look over and I said, hey, how you doing? And he's so nice. He says, hi, you know, how, how are you? And I intentionally, I don't blow his cover. Um, I didn't start talking baseball. We're just talking back and forth, you know, waiting to get checked out. And he's got all this stuff. He's got a palace full of stuff. And um, so we're walking out together. I said, hey, can I help you? Because I knew he was injured. He was physically injured. And he goes, no, he goes, I got it. He goes, I'm, I'm fine. So I knew we were going to walk up because right next to me was his black pickup truck that he won for being the MVP in the All-Star game right there. Uh, with New Jersey plates on. It was so great. And um, just um, a remarkable guy, Harry. He was so just so nice. He was so nice, in fact, I didn't even ask to take a picture with him, which I would love to have done because I didn't want to spoil. It was such a beautiful encounter. We're just talking about all kinds of different stuff. You know, mentioned that he was hurt, you know, and and not going to be playing. But um, how much did that bother him that, I mean, obviously you saw him on the All-Star game day and he would have never been there. He was voted on the All-Star team. I mean, perennial uh, must have really hurt not being able to be there. Oh, yeah, it's it's terrible because, you know, they're just like we're saying they're players. Yep. Players play, Aaron. So. All right, so let me here. I, I'm going to concede everything you just said. He's a beautiful person. I keep hearing that. Glenn Lilly has said that. Jay Hurley has said that. Don P. Hurley has said that. Uh, I'm going to meet him. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I am going to meet him. And it's one of the few people. He's one of the few people I want to meet. I don't really, you know me, Don. I don't get starstruck. I don't usually ask for autographs or anything like that. Uh, I enjoy meeting people, but I just don't try to to be a bother. So, what is the answer to my question? There is a definitive answer to this. Uh, what is the answer to the question? How can Mike Trout be the face of Major League Baseball, the most accomplished player of the past decade? The Mickey Mantle of our era, of this era, because our generation, Mickey Mantle was, you know, we watched Mickey Mantle play at the end of his career, uh, and we got to meet him. And I don't want to sell Mickey short when I said, you know, Mike Trout is Mickey Mantle without the bad behavior, because Mickey Mantle's bad behavior was drinking and, you know, carrying on a little bit, but he didn't, he didn't rob banks or, you know, do anything illegal. Uh, but what is the answer? to how with all of this digital media, all of the additional media that we have, Mike Trout can go unrecognized. How is that possible? You know, well, the answer to me is simple. You know, Mickey Mantle played in the, the biggest city in the world, New York City, and Mike Trout played in Anaheim, Harry, and he's been completely underexposed here. Yep. People, I can give you a case in point. That's the that answer. day, this wasn't, now there was mostly women in the store, but there were a few men too. No one recognized him except me. And that, and I even walked down. I, I even was thinking to myself, Mickey Mantle could never have walked in now, here. In now, Don, by the way, by the way, by the way, you actually called me 
to talk it through with me if it was even definitely trout. So I'm not saying you weren't you. It's not that you were unsure, but you were the only one that recognized him. And you even called for like a spare, uh, uh, an air and a spare uh, on it, spare tire. Get what I'm saying? Well, it, it was very it was just very bizarre that you would meet somebody because I'll never forget. It was remember I said to you, I said, Don, is he driving the black truck? I said he won that truck in the All-Star game. I saw him win the truck. And and I think, if I'm not mistaken, he gave it to his dad. Uh, and, of course, when he's home, I'm sure he, you know, he, maybe he has his own place. But, you know, he, he's got a wonderful family. Uh, final minute and a half, believe it or not, I knew how fast this was going to go. Let me give you the closing comment. Well, Harry, it's always a pleasure. I love checking in with you and your great audience. And uh, I, we, we should do this more often. We don't we seldom do this anymore. We got to make it a point to. I, uh, I like it to get together more often on air but i really enjoyed this and we covered a lot of ground harry i mean we went all the way through uh music when, to baseball when we talk nobody's asked me this specifically but when we talk do you feel a little bit like you're having a conversation with yourself no you know i never feel that way people ask me that all the time because you know it's funny when you're a twin i know we're up against it now but you don't see your people see two of us we just see each other you know and, and if somebody is mad at me they're mad at you and if they're mad at you, they're mad at me. How how unfair in life is that? You really get counted as one person. That's true, but you have twice as many friends too, and that's, that's yeah. even better. So, good. Thank good, you so much, Harry. Good time. I really enjoyed being yep. with you. Loved it. All right. All right, man. Happy Easter to you and Debbie and everybody. All right, uh, I've got to go because the music says so. Brian Kilmeade, he's going to stay because the uh, the lineup card says so. It's like Joe Torrey pencils in. All right, Hurley, you're going to lead off. Kill me, it's going to bat second. Uh, then we'll have Markley and Van Camp. And Hannity's going to bat cleanup. And Levin's going to bat fifth. It's murderer's row. And count how many of the Chris Coleman stable. You got to give him credit. He has picked a great lineup here at WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We dominate the top 100 list.